The Rush Hour. Gus Warland, Jude Bolton and Wendell Saylor. This is the Triple M Rush Hour. Yes, it's the Rush Hour with Gus, Jude and Wendell. Follow us on socials at Rush Hour Triple M. And our final show of the year. And I tell you what, mm. no Gus Wallen. We have Aaron Woods in studio. Woodsy. Hey, Woodsy. Boys, boys, boys. It's good to be off the bench, but I didn't get the memo today. You blokes come in suits dressed to the, to the nines. What's doing? Well, we've come <laughs> from a, uh, a function, the annual sports review. And I, I will say it was, uh, it was, it was great. a great function. It was uh, supporting what ability, yeah. an incredible organisation. Loved but, it. Um, our very own Wendell what? Saylor embarrassed the rush hour. Oh, that's today. not like Wendell, is it? Uh, so Mate. Tony Squires, absolute <laughs> champion, is doing the introductions. He's literally just welcoming people to yep. a function, and Wendell's just come up, just come up onto stage and sat next to him because he's he's shown a few people that are in the crowd and he's put Wendell's photo up. He's obviously not concentrating, Dell. Yep. You're sitting next to him as he's doing all the pleasantries. He he had thirty minutes upstairs yep. before he even should be there. Yeah, I'm not gonna lie, it was. If I could go red right now, I'd go red right then. <laughs> but it was funny because I, I wasn't concentrating. You know, I'm like here. I was, I was posting some stuff and there was Brad Haddon there and there was, you know, there was some really good people there. And I'm excited. I'm just going, this is going to be a good day and Squizzy's there. And then all of a sudden I heard my name. So I thought, okay, I'm going to go up. He walks up. I, he I walk walks up, up. I walk up on stage and as I'm there on stage, I'm waiting for the other three to come up and there was just nothing. It was like. So what does Squizzy do? So Squazzy broke... just went. I know. I know yeah. you think it's about you, Dell, but yeah. I've got a little bit. I've got a little bit to do here first. And we were on stage for another forty-five minutes. Really, there was me, you, and uh, Caitlin I just Bassett. Caitlin Bassett. Oh. What a champion! I mean, yeah. but I just I, I looked at him and I went. I, I could go up and support him. No yeah. way. I left him high and dry. That was embarrassing for me. You know, what's attention to detail? I was ordinary there, but can I just tell you? After that, I killed it. I killed the function as later, Jude. He did. Let's do one of these. Now, Dell chest height tackles are now banned under a dramatic change to rugby's tackle laws for all players below super rugby level as the code aims to reduce concussions and bring in more participants. So it's moving to the sternum level. What are your thoughts? Oh, look, it's just, mate, for me, the thing about rugby is there's too many rules anyway. Like, you keep changing the fabric of the game. You keep changing the fabric of the game, and then what do you have left? Like, I've got to be honest, I'm, I'm so surprised. I know what they're trying to do here to protect the head a bit, but I'm telling you now, like, that tackle, it, sometimes with, you know, the grappling and all that sort of stuff, some of those tackles need to be made there, oh, mate, especially at shoot shield level mm. uh, and obviously, you know, in the Queensland uh, Premier Rugby as well. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I can't believe it, Del. Look, rugby's hard enough to watch as it is at the moment, <laughs> you know, and then you take out tackling around the sternum. Like, it's not even a bad tackle. I know you try yeah. to outlaw the concussion. Sure. But it's a contact sport. Things That's what we go to watch. You, you know, can see watch they're worried the about hits. the class action, though, aren't they? Yeah. yeah, I know, but we sign up as players and we know what what's going to happen to us down the track if we keep continuing doing that. But they get, as soon as I think, if they make a touch on their chin, they get yellow cards straight away, even if it's an accident or anything. Yeah, so that's right. We saw th- that. They the try World hard, Cup. but uh, this one, come on, man. Pull your we saw a red card in the World Cup. Yeah, we did. Yeah, yeah. All black skipper, yeah, same game. Yeah. Yeah. So, I, look, what do, what I, do you I can, think, I can see that the way they're trying to worry about the concussions, but I'm a little bit with Woodsy mm. in the sense that there needs to be mm. a, a resigning of the fact that players want to be out on the field and and yeah. uh, and playing that sort of physicality. But, yeah. but like Dell said, they're going from shoot shield, which is a, a premier competition, yeah. To Super League, to Super Rugby, super and they're not even practicing in shoot shield. 
Yeah. Now, the Matildas play to Canada tomorrow. We'll speak to Andy Harper in the second hour. But they've been so exciting this year, haven't they? Oh, they've been exciting, especially after what happened in the World Cup recently. Um, You see that... The amount of support that's gravitated to him in Perth, mm. they had a sold-out stadium. But the only disappointing thing is Sam Kerr's injured. Yeah, so we'll we're gonna, ask Andy Harper about that. Yeah, we'll have to get his thoughts on that. And just disappointing because she's one of the best players in, in the world, not just in Australia. but Second best player in the world. Second, oh, second but she's one of the best yeah, players. Yeah, no, 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 I'm joking. But the only thing is we get to see a young player come step up. Absolutely. And Man City and the Premier League have finally set a date to face off in the front of an independent panel amid 115 alleged offences around sort of salary caps. This is crazy. This could. Mate, mate, they've won like a couple of titles now, but like this could strip them now, eh? Absolutely. It's huge, Jude, because Everton had one fine and they lost 10 points. Mm. So this could send them plummeting down the ladder. Yeah. And then, of course, the relegation That's system, right. which would then see them go you to lose, the first division. Which, yeah, and you lose your, your big stars. The well, they, don't want to, they don't want to play in first division. Yeah, they, no. they want to be playing in the, the no top way, level. Yeah. So we'll wait and see on how that yeah. is. Uh, Tim Cale's son, Shay, could be making his debut for the Brisbane Roar oh, against the awesome. Wanderers tonight. What a, That'll what a be awesome, eh? Yeah. Mate, even like I, I know too, like my, my young bloke came through, but even Timmy Kale, because I don't know if you know this, but you know his cousins with the Stanley boys? Yes, he is, yep. yeah. Yeah, so, you know, when I, I had an opportunity at World Club Challenge 2010 to interview Tim Kale, but for Shay to have his moment now, I reckon it's awesome to see. Now, big one in the AFL, some news about out of Collingwood. The reigning premiers, Dan McStay, one of the Collingwood key forwards, he did miss the grand yep. final with an injury, but uh, sadly he's going to set to miss 24, 2024 season with an ACL injury. Oh, so some issues just for, for Collingwood. Uh, as uh, they lead into the preseason. So how did your kids stitch you up? On the back of this story, lads, how a little boy's YouTube prank has turned his family's life upside down when they're locked out of every app and all those sort of things today. A child using a phone uh, to play a prank has caused digital chaos for his family and very ser- serious legal and financial implications. Uh, Ms. Watkins diplomatically did not say which of her twins was responsible. One of them posted a video of himself flashing his bum <laughs> for a dare to the YouTube account, which then uh, is registered to their mum. And the New South Wales w- woman was immediately locked out of all apps, email, <sighs> document, cloud storage of precious family <laughs> photos, videos uh, of, by YouTube's owner, Google, and threatened with the... <laughs> having the police involved as well. So it was only when I got a message from YouTube saying that they'd closed my account, I thought, what have these kids done? And then it was a few hours later she heard from Google. So have you ever been stitched up by your kids or know any stories, Woodsy? Well, I haven't been stitched. My kids are only four and two, but one of my good mates, um, he was logged into his Amazon account. Yep. Uh, so it already had his details. Didn't have to, didn't have to sign up to anything. The card details are already on there. And his young bloke come home from school, and he's got a fascination with aircons. So he likes different brand names, and, and I don't know what it is about the aircon, but he loves it. Mm. So he's clicked cool. on. He's yeah. clicked on the aircon. He's bought one, like not just a little one, like a big unit. Bought the whole thing. Yeah, and <laughs> no then he's way. gone to another brand. So it's like going from Toshiba to I'm not too sure of brands. Fujitsu. Fujitsu, and then ordered another one. And then my one of my good mates, he had no idea about it. Three days later, he gets. Not one aircon delivered to home, but two. Oh, <laughs> mate. They're not mate. cheap either, are they? No, exactly. Uh, four grand later, boys. Oh, oh. One of my mates, he's, uh, his uh, family lived in a particular street and a new uh, neighbour moved in across the road. So he snuck all these Christmas barbecue invites into the 
into the letterbox oh. to say we can't wait to welcome all our uh, new neighbours and things like that. Please come over on this day. We've got uh, bar- Barbie happening and all that sort of stuff. So the dad has rocked up to this new neighbour, knocked on the door, turns up with his six-pack thinking there's just this huge party going on and there's people looking going, who are you? Like he's just oh, fun. Wow. And his kids are just laughing <laughs> at him. Good. So we're putting yeah. it out there, one triple three five three. How did the kids stitch you up? And I'll tell you what, we're going to give away some of these. <laughs> yep. Every caller that gets put to air today, thanks to our mates at the Meat Man Wholesale Meats, Norellan Premium Quality Without the Price and Awarded Best Butcher at the 2023 Australian Small Business Awards, gets a Christmas ham. Get involved. How did the kids stitch you up? One triple three five three. Let's go to Craig. How are you, Craig? How you going, mate? Good, mate. Mate, how did the kids stitch you up? Mate, I was I was at home. Yeah, there was two, I got three boys, and two of the boys had one of their mates over, and they said, Dad, we want to go fishing. I said, well, we are going to go fishing around here? He said, mate, next door's got a, this, he's got this massive pond and had all this koi carp in it. I said, no, that's okay. Yeah, the bloke's gone away for this weekend. Yeah, so they were there. They were catching them. They were chucking them back in. And then I, I come out again. I said, what are you doing? He says, and I said, mate, he's got to get the blokes coming up the driveway. So they had to lay the lines out. They couldn't because they had fish on. Yeah. Had to lay the lines out over into our garage. And I said, mate, we're going to have to wait till he goes to bed or whatever. We're waiting there at 10 o'clock, 11 o'clock. All the lights go off. I said, boys, you've got to go back out there now. Reel up the lines and throw the fish back in. <laughs> throw them back in. You can't take them. Mate, look here. Yeah. Shane, Shane, when did your kids yeah. stitch you up, big fella? Hey, my, my son did. He was um, he's into that Fortnite game. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. so I went to bed and then I put my phone on silent and woke up to a $2,500 bill from what? Fortnite bucks. Oh, two and a half grand. Yeah, that's how they get how'd you. you how'd you how'd get stuck into him after yeah. that? Oh, mate, he uh, didn't play the game for a long time, let me tell you that. Is he still paying it off, Shane? <laughs> yeah, he's still paying it. He's still working it off, mate. Yes, he is. Very good, <laughs> good stuff, Shane. Very good. Hey, let's go to Mark there from Springfield. How you going, Mark? G'day, Big Dill. How you going, mate? I just want to know, mate, how do the kids stitch you up, my brother? Mate, a few years ago, I separated and had the kids for the, the weekend, so we went out to Pizza Hut for lunch and um, nearly finished lunch. And my daughter said, oh, it's okay, Dad, give me 50, I'll go and pay for it. And she went and paid for lunch, come back. And we left and we get home that afternoon and she said, oh, Dad, can I borrow some money off you? I said, I haven't really got any to spare this weekend. And she pulls out 50 bucks and said, oh, we've done a runner at the pizza, Dad, and I've got my 50. Oh, shit. Oh. She'd gone up to pay and walked out. Jeez. Yeah, she got up to pay, come back and said she paid. And then when it was busy, said, come on, Dad, we've got to go. Oh, and got oh man. And she got a $50. Smart girl. Oh, smart, yeah. <laughs> okay. yeah. You've been, so, yeah. You've thanks to all the callers we couldn't get to. <laughs> Time now to speak to Rock Royalty. Our next guest has seen more of Australia than the Leyland brothers. And, like those two, he's an Australian national treasure. Fronting the Screaming Jets in the days where they scored a heap of top five Aussie albums. And a decade ago, taking over from the brilliant Doc Neeson as the lead singer of The Angels. Speaking of, today he's joined by another legend from the Angels and the Jets, Jimmy Hocking. Please welcome to the Rush Hour, Dave Gleeson and Jimmy Hocking. Yeah, big welcome yeah. to the studio, Dave yeah. and Jimmy. Yeah. Great to have you in here, lads. Oh, it's great to be here. Now, you're currently on the Professional Misconduct National Tour playing tonight at the Factory Theatre in Marrickville. What's your favourite venue to play here in Sydney? 
Oh, mate, it's hard to tell. I'm, I'm, I, Woodsy was just talking about the bridge. I mean, that's kind of like yeah. a, a spiritual home. It's uh, I, I, We know Richard, who owns it, very. Uh, we know him very well. And uh, only a couple of years ago I said, mate, the thing I love about this joint is you haven't spent a cent on it since we first came here. That's old school. Sticky fours. Sticky fours. It smells like a shoe when you go in there for sound check. That's a, that's a great one. Then you've got like, things like the Enmore Theatre, which is another fantastic venue to play. And tonight, let me not leave out tonight and talking it up, the factory at Marrickville, that's a beauty awesome. as well. Talk to me before a show. How do you pump yourself up? Because, you know, when we play footy, we, you know, we psych ourselves up. But when I've been at the bridge, I've been there a couple of times to, to watch you play. You just kill it on stage when you're on there, mate. Oh, cheers, mate. Yeah, we uh, we just vibe each other up in the band room. We're Tell- like athletes, I guess. Yeah, 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 yeah. I don't know. Is that what you're saying? How many fireballs do you have before <laughs> yeah. a game? It's a process, right? It's a process. Uh, yeah, but uh, there was one time I, I got uh, two kids and my daughter, we were, she was about 10 or 11, and I bang me chest like Tarzan, oh, dude, yell out and scream out. And um, she goes up to Jimmy and she goes, does my dad always do that? <laughs> he's like, yeah, before a show, he's getting pumped. Yeah, that's right. He's got to do his thing, got to, got to, got to get in the moment. We, we, we rev ourselves up, though. We do. It's something we do jump around and, like, I know it sounds silly, but, like, we, we're doing star jumps and jumping up and down because you don't want to pull something when you get out there at our age. <laughs> so it, you need to be warm. What about the Roy Masters slap in the face? Maybe we should do oh, that. Oh, yeah, yeah. I was going to ask you, yeah, Jimmy, um, you know, in a around, there's some days that you don't feel a performance surely, so do you get each other up or if someone's off a little bit, you go, hey mate, you got to be better, you had a big night last night? Yeah, what we do is we spit water at each other from the side. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. So, oh, hang on, is that on here? Uh, but uh, uh-huh. yeah, no, we have a few little signals we do, can I lift your game? Is, you know, but, okay. but generally speaking, we're pumped to be out there. We, we, we're still, at our age, we still love to rock, it's still our thing, it's our happy place. So as soon as we start doing it, you know, it really just takes over and we find ourselves in the zone. What about the reception from fans that have followed your careers the whole way through and just, I mean, that reception when you step back out on stage, it must be all electric. Yeah, mate, it's what you do it for. It's that kind of uh, instant interaction with the crowd. There's no job in the world where every three or four minutes everyone starts cheering for you, you know. <laughs> it's like uh, people say, oh, chefs to the new rock stars. It's like I've never seen a chef come out after an entree and get a no. <laughs> We've got Dave Gleason and Jimmy Hockey in studio from the Screaming Jets. And lads, who's going on tour with you? Uh, there's a band called Smacked Youth. Um, oh, wow. I call them the Beaten Children. <laughs> 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 no, 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 it's not the same. They're out of Newcastle. Um, and they, 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 you know, there's a plenty of up and coming bands, you know, even though, um, you know, we're always hearing Kanye and Ariana Grande and yeah, all I'm that, all that carry on. Um, there's still a heaps of young bands coming up, writing their own music, uh, vibing the crowd up. We had a band called Pricey on tour with us, uh, on the previous tour and they're, um, Pricey himself's out of the chats. He wrote Pub Feed and Smoko and stuff like that. So, yeah, so there's so many young kids. There's a, a whole lot of, um, it's, I don't like to call it bogan rock because it sounds like you're putting it down, but it's right. it's Aussie, like you know, blokey rock okay. and roll, you know. Yeah. And even though the climate is so different now for young bands, just how they go about it, you know, with they've got the internet, they've got YouTube, things that we yeah. didn't have, of course. Mm, thankfully. But, but is that the still... way they get discovered these well, days? Well, I guess what is it the... is. People say to us, how, what do we do? We're like, I don't know. Like, we, yeah. we grew up in a different period of, of, of music, you know. Yeah. But mm. they still love to get together and, and write songs, bash it out in the garage. And, and for me, you know, I'm encouraged by that 100% because it means we're all still here 
even longer in many ways. You know, speaking about writing songs, Jimmy, how do you get the inspiration to do it? Is it, is it Gleeso comes up with it or do yourself? How like, does Gleeso it... doesn't come up. What are you talking about? <laughs> 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 I'm lucky to show her. <laughs> <laughs> We're having a rehearsal. Where's Dave? Oh, he's sort of here on the way here. He's, he's having a moment with it. Look, we, we, uh, there's a lot of different ways it happens. There's no one way. Uh, I think that uh, Jets fans will know that we lost our, uh, our esteemed yeah. brother, Paul Wazine, in recent mm. times. And he's been uh, probably the main songwriter of the band since the band's inception. Yep. Uh, we all contribute, obviously, but I think we all go away. It's just something we all do. We all, you know, yep. Dave, well, I'm kidding with Dave. Yep. You know, he, he'll be right scratching lyrics up and, and I'll be doing guitar. Same with Scotty. Scotty and Paulie were the instigators of this album, really. They, they got the they got it driving along. The nuts, in the, in the, in the, nuts and bolts. Yeah. yeah. So, and yeah. then we all come together like an old school band. We stand in a room and we we say, what have you got? Let's see, let's hear it. And we, we get the process going. But, it's a process. You know. Can I just say that I was the one who came up with one, two, three, four in uh, in better. That's brilliant. Oh, yeah. 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 That's it. Rock on. He I that stole back. that off Paul Kelly. Yeah. <laughs> I thought that was David Essex, not David Gleeson. The just longevity, saying. though, lads. I mean, in terms of just the riffs that just resonate, the lyrics, but like in terms of just being hardest working band out there. Well, I mean, we have just... no other skills. This yeah, is the thing, yeah. you know, we, we've got to do, we've got kids, you know, they want iPods and what have you, so we've got to keep going. I have a very particular set of skills, <laughs> but they won't get me kidnapped order back. <laughs> I, can, I can sing your song, but... <laughs> One, two, three, four! Yeah. Yeah. Actually, I, know, I know you guys, uh, you love your footy and that. Like, you got any stories with Matty Johns, Andrew Johns, Bond that you can tell us? Because I know you love Triple M, Rock. <laughs> Absolutely Fletch. none of Anything. Can tell. <laughs> Anything you none can tell. None uh, but, nah, but sports people want to be rock stars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's always that oh, element mate. of the rock stars. I want to be lead singer. My voice isn't that good, but, you know, I'll be great. You've got the strut, Wendell. Don't worry about that. I'm on the tour bus. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I I remember when when the Knights won the grand final, uh, we put on, like, an impromptu concert at Civic Park. There was 80,000 people there, best guesstimates. And at the end of it, uh, Joey said, come get on the bus, get on the bus. So that was on a, I reckon it was Monday, and Wednesday I got a call from my wife and said, uh, where are you? And I go, oh, I'm just with the boys celebrating the grand final. And she said, you didn't win the grand final. <laughs> and you're a Dragons fan. Yeah. Oh, get home. Yeah. <laughs> so good. Well, lads, we wish you all the Thank best you. for the Professional Thank Misconduct you. Tour, and you can catch tickets, get all the tour info, head to screaminjetsofficial.com. Thanks for jumping Rock in. Thank on, you, boys. Thank Thank you. Rock on. Rock on. In 325 games and two premierships for the Sydney Swans, Jude Bolton learned how to do two things really well. Tackle people and get hit in the head really hard. There's Bolton again. Let's do one of those now. This is Jude Tackles. Jude has a big tackle. Well, lads, I've saved the last tackle segment for a guy I know will be tuning into the show on the listener app as he jets off on holiday because he worries about people taking his job. Today, it goes to our very own Gus Warland, the three-day work week wizard. Gus is the damn maestro of disappearing acts. Woodsy, thank you so much for stepping in, brother. Anytime. You might have had more clubs than Tiger Woods and no one can ever accuse you of training the house down in pre-season, but at least you show up, mate. <laughs> we saw it at the Christmas party, though. Gussie yeah. did a U-turn after walking in with us and didn't even have a beer, Del. He didn't, he didn't, mate. Old half-week Walland has mastered the art of Houdini-level escapes, yeah. leaving Del and I just scratching our heads. Mm. It's the Gus Walland vanishing act and he's the David Blaine of the bloody rush hour. It's as 
if he's got a bat signal that only activates when there's a chance of a long weekend. Trying to count on Gus during peak times is like relying on a GPS that sends you straight into a black hole. He's the unsung hero of hide-and-seek, making Where's Wally look like an overachiever. It's like assembling the Avengers, but Gus decides to become Captain Inconspicuous. Throw in the odd fake heart attack here and there as well. You've seen these types of blokes, though. They work on a part-time schedule but demand a full-time trophy cabinet. Their contribution to the team is like a cameo in a movie. Short, often unnoticed, but somehow Gussie expects an Oscar like his mate Hugh. (laughs) On behalf of all of our incredible Rush Hour listeners, we salute you, big man. The nickname four-fifths hits well. Commitment for the full week is optional. Reliability is on vacation. Bolton out. Oh, yeah, I love that, dude. Time now for this. Woodsy, the Panthers will travel to England to face Wigan in World Cup Challenge. Yeah, this is a massive one for them, Jude, because they've won the comp three years in a row. Uh, the first year, first two years, they didn't get the oh, sorry. The first year, they didn't get opportunity to, to do the World Club Challenge, and then the second oh. one, they played St Helens and got beat at home. So this is the one trophy that they haven't won in that three-year period. We've had so much success, so. They will be itching to get over there. Especially in those England's conditions, mate. It's yep. very tough to win over there, trust me. Uh, Del, Kalen Ponger has said he's aggrieved. He missed out on the Australia, on Australia and wants his Queensland fullback jersey as well back. Del, who would you pick? Would you pick Reese Walsh or Kalen Ponger? Firstly, I like this because, you know what, you need the challenge for that, that jersey, but also you want to be a part of the system like the Australian team. So, Kalen, um, you know, I love that he wants to be back for me, but Reese Walsh, he's got that jersey at the moment. I know he didn't have it in the third game, but uh, for me, uh, um, Reese Walsh. Who would you pick? It's hard. I'd probably have to go with Reese Walsh to how good he was playing. But on with Dill, I love the fact that Calipong has come out and said that he wants it. Yes. Mm. Now, Woodsy Panthers Deputy Chairman Greg Alexander has slammed reports that Penrith would entertain an immediate player swap deal for star 5'8", Jerome Luo. Yeah, I, I like to agree with, with Brandy. You don't want to lose your best player. Obviously, the deal that he's going to be getting from the Tigers, if he does take the Tigers, is phenomenal. Um, but Penrith want to keep winning competitions. He's still contracted for next year. So they don't want to be making a team better. Um, probably the only way that it could happen is if they got a couple extra players. But Jerome Lewis class, I'd be keeping him like Brandy says. Yeah. It's like the Matt Burton effect too, mate. You know, you didn't want to let Matt Burton go. So you just, That's it. you got to do your time there, yeah. Now, newly appointed New South Wales coach Madge Maguire is reportedly planning to sit down with Jack White and hoping he'll come out of retire, uh, representative retirement. He'll also put all New South Wales players on notice. Yeah, I like this one. And, and you know, it's... Obviously, Jack White retired. I think he retired a bit premature for, from origin level or rep level. I think he's an outstanding player. Um, Madge hasn't got really any... Like, you look at Freddie, he's got that loyalty with blokes like Tedesco and all that, whereas Madge has come in. You know, he's never been in the origin arena before, never played, never coached origin, but he needs results. It's, it's an arena that if you don't get results, the pressure's on after game one. You need to pick the best players. And, Dell, just quickly, Sir George is poised to receive a multi-million dollar sponsorship from Australia's richest person... Uh, second richest person, Andrew Twiggy Forrest. Oh, this is great for the Dragons, great for their brand. They just need to get their football house in order, uh, let the boardroom do what they got to do, get on track. When you're attracting blokes like this, uh, it's it can only be uh, positive stuff for the Red V because the Red V is a part of me uh, and it's a part of Woodsy too. Absolutely. He's got a lot One of clubs. I'll tell you what, the Matildas are back in action, lads, and there's so much football to talk to. You talk to Andy Harper when you're talking football. It's the rush hour on Triple M. Time now for some football. And when we're talking football, we talk to the man, Andy Harper. How are you, Andy? 
Very well, mate. How are you? Really well. Uh, I tell you what, the Matildas are back and they've just won the Don Award for providing the most inspirational moments in uh, Australian sport. And now they take on Canada. Yeah, how good? I mean, it's been an incredible 2023 for the Matildas. Uh, all finishes from a national team perspective this weekend in the two-match series uh, against Canada. Then they get ready for qualifying for Paris next year in February. Paris Olympic time in February, but their qualifier is against Uzbekistan. So, great way to round out a year against the defending Olympic champions in Canada, who had a very disappointing World Cup from their viewpoint. Um, Matildas couldn't be further from that. They're flying at the moment and looking forward to it immensely. Andy, and with these two games, well, without our superstar Sam Kerr, can you shed some yeah. light on the injury and, and what we're expecting from their approach for the World Cup? Yeah, so, you know, saying the thing with Sam is she's such a force of nature. She's got such a massive gravitational pull on coaches and teammates, etc., that we, we don't really get much of a chance to find out what the alternatives are if Sam's not injured. And, and guess what happened? When the, start, the World Cup started last year, she was out with that calf injury and, and we just hadn't really prepared for that possibility because she's played at every uh, particular opportunity. So it's, a, it, it's obviously you'd rather have the na- national team playing with Sam in it. It goes without saying. But the, the, the silver lining on the cloud is it's one of these moments where Firstly, there's a rest enforced upon Sam, doesn't have to travel, doesn't have to play. Secondly, it gives the coach uh, and other players an opportunity to see what the alternatives are should something happen to Sam on any particular uh, game moment. We expect Amy Sayer to play. She did really well in the uh, Olympic qualifiers just a, a month or so ago in Perth, and she might be able to grow into that sort of understudy role for Sam Kerr. Never replace Sam Kerr, you never could. But as we saw with the World Cup, even the greatest athletes get injured, and what do you do when they're not available? Well, that, that's what we get to, to try and find out this weekend in the Canada matches. Andy, we turn our attention to Socceroos. Mate, they've reached uh, a 10-year high ranking. Mate, how good. Now they're ranked 20, 25 in the world. Next year, do you think we can win the Asian Cup on the back of that? Well, we should, Wendell, definitely uh, get into the semifinals. Anything less than a semifinal, to me, would be a failure. Uh, even though we've got this high ranking, which is fantastic, and it's a real vindication for what Graham Arnold's done and the success he's achieved, we still come in as the fourth highest ranked Asian nation. Iran, South Korea and Japan all ranked higher than us still. So I think as Australia's rising in the ranking, so too, obviously, uh, other Asian countries, which is great for our part of the world. The stronger it gets, um, the better the tests are. And then when you get through to the World Cup, the more you can expect your team to do. So... Um, I think that that's a fair rep- uh, representation where, where the Socceroos are competitively in Asia and that means they go to the rankings, they get to the, the, the semi-finals, which to me is a minimum expectation. And once you're in those final matches, you know, I would back Australia to get through and win it, even though we are the fourth-ranked Asian nation. I don't see really... The only team that I think we seriously have trouble with is Japan. Mm. Uh, and on any particular day, you never know what can happen. But I don't fear any of the others on a, on the general rolling principle of, of competitive matches. Now, Andy, we spoke to you before the Sydney Derby. What a game. And the Wanderers oh, got mate. it done against the, uh, the Sky Blues. And now they take on Brisbane Raw tonight. What do you think is going to happen? Yeah, well, the Wanderers are flying high. It was a terrific derby. It really was. And, uh, you know, the Wanderers, I don't think, really have got all the results on the board that the quality of their football has suggested they might. Um, they play against Brisbane tonight, who, who had a good win last week, um, and they're going okay, Brisbane. Um, one of the big talking points out of last weekend coming into this one is the quality of the Suncorp Stadium playing surface. It was, it was just appalling last mm-hmm. week, and obviously five, six days after that, there's no way 
it's going to be really at A-League standard. Still, the players last week did a great job. I'm expecting both sets of players um, to do a great job again tonight. It just would be more fitting if they were playing on a on a really decent deck so that the players could really do their thing. But uh, I think the Wanderers will be favourite, even away from home. Um, it's very stormy in Brisbane. Mm. Obviously, the weather's been a big story up the eastern seaboard, Victoria and southern New South Wales and Queensland's been hammered with electrical mm. storms and a lot of rain. And I think that might be hovering around as well, Brisbane, today. So that could have an impact as well. But I think on form and what they've done in the opening five games of the season, the, the, the Wanderers should feel very confident. Well, Tim Cale's son, Shay, is also in line to yeah. make his professional debut for the Brisbane yeah. Roar. And you can catch all the A-League action on Paramount+. Plus. Really appreciate you joining us with this, Andy. Yeah, no, thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Welcome back to the Rush Hour with Gus, Jude and Wendell. Aaron Woods is in studio time now for this. Whether you're on the train, in the car or on the buses, it's Gus's Big Sports Quiz. There's a bit of everything in Red Rooster's Mega Box. Brought to you by Red Rooster Mega Boxes. The Rooster's calling you to try a Mega Box at Red Rooster today. Now, Woodsy, I don't know if you're a sports trivia buff. Are you, are you pretty good in this sort of stuff? I don't mind my sport, but I wouldn't say a buff. Oh. Trivia buff. Well, you've got uh, some big shoes to fill in, when, uh, Gussie Wallen. So. But we've got John from Camden on the line. How are you, John? Yeah, good, thanks, Jude. How's yourself? Really well, mate. Uh, thanks for joining us, mate. And you've got no, Wendell you. Saylor as your phone-a-friend. Wendell, yep. you've got the answers in front? Yes, mate, I have. And you can use your ones, can't Just you? Just use me once, brother. All right. You no ready problem. to roll, John? Yeah, let's go. Righto, Woodsy. Yes. Aussie, box, Aussie boxer George Cambosis is now in line for a lightweight world title fight against De- after Devin Haney forfeited all belts to move up a division. Who is Cambosis expected to fight in April? I have no idea, dude. That's not the right answer. It's Lomachenko. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, don't oh, so don't say me. Oh, don't oh, say me. one of those guys. Okay. Yeah, I know I am. Righto, John. India yes. and Australia are currently in the middle of a five-match T20 series that no one really cares about. But anyway, what is the current score after three games? Uh, India 2, Australia 1. Yes, yes buddy. Why don't we, why board, we give John. John an easier question? Oh, oh, hang on. Hang on. What about yourself, mate? Yes. Here we go. Woodsy, in, the, in game three of, this, of that exact series, what did Glenn Maxwell score? He got 104. Yes. That's an easy question. 48 balls. Well, there you go. All right. One all. John, the Socceroos have reached a 10-year high in the FIFA World Rankings. Where are they now? I'll have to go with uh, Wendell, thanks. They are 25. Yeah, 25th. Helps when you got the answers in front of you, Dylan. Oh, Oh, I knew that, mate. I knew that. The answers with such confidence. Right, Woodsy. You're a big NFL guy. Oh, he loves it. Oh, yeah. Who currently has the best record in both conferences combined? Is it Philadelphia Eagles? Oh, look at this guy. Very good. To all needs this one, John, for the win. Come on, Johnny. Yep. Who is currently leading in the English Premier League? Oh, no. I'm not good. Um, It's Jude's team, too. Hey, hey, hey. Yeah. Starts with A. Hey, hey. And Woodsy's A. team too. Huh? A. Yeah. Um, Five. Arsenal. Yeah! Oh. We got it! We got it! 
Dale. You couldn't what? have helped him any more, Dale. What about Dale giving <laughs> you a tiebreaker? John, come on. He's got you across the line. Oh, you oh, got sorry. $200 <laughs> to spend at Red Rooster. There's a little Jeez. bit of everything in every Red Rooster mega box. The Rooster's calling you to try a mega box at Red Rooster today. It is Christmas it is, time. Yeah, we wanted to get you amongst the giants. Sorry, Woodsy. Thanks Thanks you should shout your Red Rooster. Mate, thanks yeah. for being part of the all-rounder <laughs> sports quiz. Jeez, thank you, Wendell. Thank awesome, you, mate. mate. Time now for this. Hey, did you hear the one about the three bachelors who walk into a bar? When they leave, they don't have to lie about how many beers they had in there when they get home. But these three want to ruin, I mean change all of that, by going on The Bachelors. That's right, they're saying goodbye to the days of watching Test Match Cricket in their own lounge room by finding that one special person. And good news, guys, there's now three of them on the TV screens that we have to distract our wives from looking at all night. Thanks, Channel 10. Please welcome to chat to Gus, Jude and Wendell. Man, so many attractions. Attractive lads in the one chat. Wesley, Ben and Luke from The Bachelors. Yeah, absolutely. The Bachelors premieres this Sunday, December 3rd at 7.30pm on 10 and 10 play. And, and Luke, you're an ex-NRL player as well as a lumberjack. That's got to be a hit with the ladies, surely. Yeah, look, I think that was probably producers trying to romanticise <laughs> it a bit. But, um, yeah, I think the ladies liked it. Yeah. Oh, very nice. <laughs> yeah, but what I like about that, like you're, you're a Queensland boy, obviously Queensland yeah. country boy, strongest, you've got a bit of charisma. <laughs> mate, how was, how was it for you? Like, oh, know, I, I loved it. Yeah, as you, mate, I'm sure if, yeah. you, if you got in the I'm sure you'd bloody enjoy it too. Yeah, it was awesome. Like, um, yeah, so enjoyable just to get in there with the girls and bring a bit of bit of country Queensland into the mix. Yeah, more pressure in and around those twenty four girls or, or or a football game, which nah, is the most. And walking in the mansion, hundred percent. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Oh, really? Wow. And yeah. mate, I was lucky enough to play against you, Lukey. Yeah. <laughs> Ever in your wildest dreams did you think when you gave up footy? You become a lumberjack, would you be on The Bachelor? <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, mate, if you had told me a year ago, I would have, yeah, would have said, nah, would you, what do you mean smoking, bud? <laughs> ben, Ben, 12 years in New York, surely the ladies must have treated you well there. What what happened? What's going on? Oh, man, I must have dropped the ball there somewhere along the way, I think, a fair, fair few times, but... Uh, yeah, it was a good time, but yeah, it's happy to be back and giving a good crack. Yeah. How do you find the house and all that sort of stuff? Well, just like Lukey said, mate, it was uh, yeah, terrifying. You, you walk in and you know, hearts in your mouth, and you got a lot of eyes on you when you walk in. So uh, yeah, and I've got one for Wes, mate. You're a Brazilian lad. You're a good-looking oh, yeah. short. What are you looking for in, in a woman on The Bachelor? Yeah. Yes. Wow, that is the question. Hey. <laughs> that is the question. Yeah. Well, funny enough, I actually, I mean, that's been out already, but I've always felt so attracted to clumsy girls. Oh, wow. Yeah. Oh, yep. like somehow, like when I see girls tripping over or doing something, I, it makes me laugh and then I love it. Look, Woodsy's no, never been anywhere near NRL sexiest, but Dell's been around <laughs> there. Um, I mean, but anyway, enough it, about that. Who are the current NRL players that you think yeah. could probably be a bachelor in oh. future stages? I'm good mates with Jai Arrow. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Jai would be a good like he'd be he'd be good value on there. Someone like one of, who played with it, um, the Raiders uh, was Nicky Kotrick. Yes, uh, yes, yeah, yes. Nicky Kotrick would go good. Too. He does. Yes. Yeah, he's a, he loves himself. Um, just trying to think about <laughs> branch out from there. Yeah. Um, How do you even, reckon someone like Reese Walsh would go on the show? Oh, destroy it. Yeah, good looking fella. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm not really good at the dating side of things. When do you know? Because <laughs> oh, you're, you're married, mate. That's married. I am married now. Yes, sir. 
When do you know when to go in for the little peck straight away? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. I, was just, I was jumping into it straight off the bat. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, just buddy, just take so, it. So are it. you a bit of a numbers man or? Yeah. You know, don't like to muck around. You sort of, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You, were, you know, I was there to find a, find a partner and wanted to, yeah, wanted to get into it pretty quickly. Well, lads, we wish you all the best. And as I mentioned, The Bachelors premieres this Sunday, December 3rd at 7.30pm on 10 and 10 Play. Thanks for coming in, fellas. So good to have you in, Woodsy. Thanks for having us, guys. Have a great Christmas as well to everyone. Yeah. Well, thanks to our listeners and well done to everyone at Triple M in the Rush Hour. Uh, we're a great family and, and stay safe around the holidays too. Yeah, well said, Del. And also you can catch more of the Triple H podcast we've done with so many incredible people. Kyle Chalmers, Tommy Turbo, Wade Graham, Tommy oh, Taylor yeah. and the like on the Listener app. It's the Rush Hour for 2023. Have a good one. Peace. The Rush Hour with Gus, Jude and Wendell. Weekdays from 4 on Triple M.